Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com. From the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Tuesday, August 18th. I'm Wayne Pratt. Illinois promised to award new licenses for cannabis dispensaries and other related businesses by the end of the year. Those decisions have been delayed because of the pandemic, and that is leaving applicants in a tough spot. Not only is it delayed, we don't know how long it's delayed. Most of us were not prepared for this. We never envisioned it going past July 1st without having a decision. In just a few minutes, St. Louis Public Radio's Eric Schmidt explores the issues delays are creating for Illinois' emerging legal cannabis industry. Metro East officials are joining Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker in urging residents to follow new public health restrictions to slow the spread of coronavirus. Changes taking effect today include requiring restaurants and bars to close by 11 at night and limiting indoor social gatherings to 25 or 25 percent of a room's capacity, whichever is less. Governor Pritzker says the guidelines mirror what has been enacted in St. Louis. No matter which side of this border that you call home, your community is facing concerning trends in positivity rates, rates that we aren't seeing in most of the other areas of Illinois. Pritzker made those comments yesterday in East St. Louis. Colleges and universities are also enacting safeguards to protect against coronavirus. That includes St. Louis University, where more than 1,500 freshmen started classes this week. St. Louis Public Radio's Kayla Drake reports. St. Louis University freshman DePauli Manaconda will start each day by taking her temperature. She also will wear a required face mask to classes to keep the virus from spreading. Manaconda plans to study neuroscience. The Chicago native says the pandemic adds to her first aid jitters. Oh, there's a lot of anxiety. Just like having to maintain a good GPA and like having to like go to office hours over Zoom instead of like in person. Manaconda only has a few virtual courses. The rest are in classrooms. SLU tested all students for the coronavirus during move-in last week. A SLU spokesperson says testing will be widely available throughout the semester. Most St. Louis area universities plan to start classes next week. I'm Kayla Drake, St. Louis Public Radio. The full Missouri House could vote next week on several bills related to Governor Mike Parson's special session on violent crime. Members heard testimony yesterday on legislation dealing with removing residency requirements for St. Louis police officers and protecting witnesses. Also, a House committee has increased the minimum age to try juveniles as adults from 12 to 16. Those bills now move to the House floor. A Missouri paleontologist recently unearthed the rare fossil in the Great Plains. As St. Louis Public Radio's Shayla Farzan reports, it took almost two months to dig it out. For about 66 million years, a massive Triceratops skull lay buried in the prairies of South Dakota, at least until this summer, when David Schmidt and his students excavated it. Schmidt is an associate professor of geology at Westminster College near Jefferson City. He says it was a painstaking process, digging out and transporting the seven-foot skull, which weighs more than 3,000 pounds. And when I saw it placed on the flatbed, I could see the tires 
being pushed down by the skull. And it was just, it was so impressive to me. I, I was, at that point, I was like, oh my gosh, this is so big. He brought the Triceratops skull back to Missouri, where he and a team of students will clean it and piece together the rest of the skeleton. I'm Shayla Farzan, St. Louis Public Radio. Illinois started selling recreational marijuana about eight months ago, and the industry has flourished. By now, the state was supposed to announce the winners of licenses for the next round of dispensary, craft growing, infusing, and transportation businesses. But those decisions have been delayed because of the pandemic. St. Louis Public Radio's Eric Schmidt reports on how the holdup is affecting Illinois' plan to diversify an industry that is dominated by white men. It was clear when state lawmakers started to consider legalizing recreational cannabis in 2019 that they also needed to address Illinois' history with the war on drugs. With legalization, lawmakers, especially in the Black and Latino caucus, wanted to guarantee their communities would be included in the new industry. They say marijuana criminalization had been used for decades to target and incarcerate people from Black and Brown communities in the state. Kareem Kenyatta co-founded the Majority Minority Group and also lobbied state lawmakers to include social equity provisions in Illinois' cannabis law. It's no secret that the current industry is uh, 99.9% white. He says one of the main goals of social equity is to build opportunity for people and communities that were severely harmed by the failed war on drugs. You know, if you've been in these areas, you should have access to and be able to participate in the industry that you probably have encountered at some point in your life. Kenyatta says the state is supposed to give applicants from these communities a better chance to win one of the limited cannabis business licenses. With the majority minority group, he's helped guide non-white candidates through the process of applying. Kenyatta says it's daunting and tricky, especially because cannabis is still illegal at the federal level. You know, it's not as simple as just giving your a lawyer or someone else an application and saying, hey, fill this out for me. It really requires you to kind of understand, you know, the current practices of the industry. He says the whole process is very competitive. There were more than a thousand applications for 75 dispensary licenses. The state was supposed to announce who won those in May, and two months later, they were supposed to award more than 80 manufacturing and transportation licenses. Illinois regulatory officials say they expect to award new dispensary licenses in the next few weeks since adopting new tie-breaking rules for applicants. Kenyatta says the delays leave those who applied in limbo. Once you get the license, that's when opportunities open up and people are a lot more willing to invest in you. And so until that time, you really are just putting a lot of your own money into this process. He says it's not cheap either. You're paying your attorney's fees. You're paying fees for people to guide you through the process. And if you apply for a craft license, you're paying for property that you need to maintain. So those costs can really start to add up. The license delays also block applicants from achieving another aspect of the cannabis law's social equity goals, investing resources into traditionally underserved communities. That's what attracted Lynn Parham to apply for one of the 40 initial craft grower licenses. The thing that was most exciting to me was, wow, this this gives us an opportunity if we're fortunate enough to secure a license to really make a difference in the community. Parham says he would open a facility in the South Chicago suburb of Dalton if he wins a license. He says he would establish scholarships at some of the area public high schools and contribute money to a local boxing club that helps young adults. Parham says he's frustrated the state hasn't given many updates for when licenses might be awarded. Not only is it delayed, we don't know how long it's delayed. 
most of us were not prepared for this. We never envisioned it going past July 1st without having decision. Applicants in the Metro East share these concerns too, but none were willing to speak on the record to St. Louis Public Radio. Param says the delays also mean it will take longer for money to make it back to communities that need new revenue more than ever because of the coronavirus pandemic. The community was already in need. They were already uh, underserved eight months ago. So now with everything that's happened over the last month and a half or two months, they're even more underserved now. East St. Louis Mayor Robert Eastern says the same is true for his community. He says many groups approached him and were excited about establishing a cannabis business in East St. Louis. So it's disheartening, you know, you can see the fruit right there on the tree and you can't grab it. Eastern says the industry would be transformative for the city. To get this cannabis industry here in East St. Louis during this time, we've been as just as impactful as when over 20 years ago, we got the Casino Queen, the only riverboat here in the region. Eastern, Param, and Kenyatta remain hopeful the state will deliver on its promises around social equity. But those goals are harder to achieve each day the delays drag on. I'm Eric Schmidt, St. Louis Public Radio. Our Fred Ehrlich edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio, music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. From the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.